Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name is David. As always, taking you through another week of the good, the bad and everything else of being a kinship carer, kinship kid and anyone who's interested in the kinship aspect of life, fostering, whatever it would be. Uh, this this week we're going to be interviewing a author called Holly Marlowe and she's just written a wonderful book called Room in the Nest, which is a almost like a um, Beatrice Potter type book um, where it's about geese and ducks uh, but it basically follows the um, like a fostering but also a kinship path of of children and it's a very uh, very good book a very good way of teaching your children where they are and it's you know, we talked about life stories previously it is very difficult sometimes to explain everything and this really does succinctly and very accurately portrays these things uh, even if they are in this in the roles of goose geese and ducks and everything else uh, so i'm just going to be interviewing her now to talk about the other books that she's done which have been to do with fostering and caring for other children they are really really good i will put all the links for them on 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 the uh, on the links and everything uh, but definitely one i would recommend to all kinship carers but here's the art interview with her uh, but i'm speaking to holly marlowe who's a parent to uh, biological and adopted children uh, she's written a number of books uh dealing with fostering dealing with uh, caring um she's also written a new book called uh, room in the nest which does deal with kinship care as well um so uh, holly how did you how did you get into writing if you is this something you've always done or is this just part-time something you've you've always wanted to do um i haven't actually it wasn't something i wanted to do at all particularly actually i used to work in aerospace and defense um, on satellites and, and rockets um, and the mars rovers which I really enjoyed, um, and I always planned to go back to that. But I, first of all, I had a birth child, then I went back to work, and then we adopted our second child. And while we were going through the adoption process, my daughter was asking me question after question, and I, I always like to explain things to her using stories. And I couldn't find any books that quite answered the questions that she was asking me about why some children can't stay with their birth families. So I made one up. And then I have a friend who's adopted a little boy and I asked her if she thought this story would be helpful for him as well. And she encouraged me to turn it into a, a book. So it just kind of all spiralled from there, really. And, and both my children ask me questions now. So no. they're a constant source of inspiration. It, it's funny. <laughs> so I never went back to work. Oh, I, bet that, I, I never knew that. That sounds amazing. Uh, being on the Mars <laughs> rover and think that sounds far more interesting than anything. Um, wow, <laughs> I didn't expect. I expected you to say that you've always been like a journalist or something like that, because uh, the yeah. books are <laughs> the books are really. You know, I'm I'm I've I have a degree in writing. I I, I write. I don't want to say professionally because I, I never would get that far. But um, I do try and write as much as I can. But these books they just hit home um you know as a kinship carer myself these are the books i kind of wish i'd had you yeah, yeah, i've had uh, him for six years i wish i had them six years ago um the three books you i believe they're illustrated by is it your daughter zoe the the ones that yeah, are like chalk black and white yeah, yeah i i look I, 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 um, I've been re obviously you've given me all of your books i've read all of them with the kids they absolutely adored them um the, so you've adopted a sibling, cousins by adoption, and adopting a little brother or sister. And I just love the the 
the childlike voice. I'm not going to say this is probably your voice, but it's it. Yeah. it there are questions and answers that that they're in in their words because w one of the things that we do um, a lot is things like life stories and yeah. things like that where you would you try and explain to them why stealing is wrong and why. They, but there's never been anything for just simple things like who is this new child who's coming in. You know, you see them the books about oh you you're getting a new brother you know when the when they're pregnant, but never about yeah. these very complex issues which you've really succinctly made into into these wonderful books. Um, okay. But I, I, the 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 two books that you wrote, Delhi Duck and the new one Room in the Nest, uh, which are illustrated by I believe it's your sister is it your sister or sister in law? Yeah. yeah. So my sister illustrated Delhi Duck. And then for Room in the Nest, I really wanted to illustrate one myself. So I've reused a few of the characters she drew for me and I drew the rest myself. Yeah, there's a wonderful, uh, like Beatrix Potter uh, feel to the characters, uh, very anthropomorphic, but still animals. Uh, there's very, very well. Uh, so the the Delhi, how, I suppose you should ask why, maybe this was the illustrator's idea, but why, why birds? Was there a particular reason for that or you just thought, that's that's what I, I know. Or... No, I actually don't know really what inspired me to, to initially do that story. It was my, my daughter was just asking me um, question after question about why children couldn't stay with their birth family, and she was only four at the time, so she was quite emotional and distressed about it, worrying that perhaps she might be removed from our family because it was a concept yeah. she'd never come across before until we started talking about adoption, um, and so I just sort of panicked and started trying to quickly think of a way to explain to her that, you know, why this happens to some families so that I could show that that's not happening in our family and it's different, you know, and, and that also that the social workers do lots of trying to support and help before they remove the child. Yeah. Um, so I, one thing I wanted to show also is that sometimes um, things start happening in utero. Um, so if, if people are, are taking drugs or um, drinking while, while pregnant, then that will be flagged up to a social worker. Um, <clears throat> or if they're just not having, a, if they don't have a safe house, for example, a safe home for a baby. Um, so I wanted to share that, and I thought um, it's easier for a child to understand that outside the body. So if I have an egg and I can show that the egg is being neglected, people can use that as a metaphor. Yeah. When the child's ready to understand it, they can say, even when you haven't been born yet, your birth parents made these choices that concern the social workers. Um, but I've done it all with metaphors so that if that isn't the case for your child, then you don't need to explain it. it you can just kind of pick and choose the parts that are relevant to your child's story. Absolutely. I mean, what I did love about um, that particular book was the 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 duck who kept getting distracted by butterflies. And it, yeah. it, it was such a, a, a very poignant thing about, yes, it, it is that almost um, magpie-esque way of, you know, I'm distracted by something shiny. Therefore, yeah. this is not my this is not my top priority when it really should be because it's so, you know, it's just a butterfly. But, you know, um, now that you've said about the eggs, it's, it is quite, a, it's quite an apt way of looking at it, especially out the, you know, as you say, in Utero, the only other animal I could think of doing that would maybe crocodiles and lizards, but and that might not have um, yeah. might not have been as as cuddly as as, as that. But um, I was very tempted to do reptiles because I'm a big reptile fan. <laughs> so I thought that'd be less appealing to children. <laughs> well, I mean, the boys would probably 
and enjoy that a bit more. But um, the one thing I was going to ask, just because you did do, obviously, um, the one thing I did love about that book was the fact that you did show the whole journey, the fact that the social, the social, the caring goose, the who was clearly the social worker, uh, given the help, given the advice, the the the, the duck clearly says, "Oh, I didn't know that." She says, she says it a couple yeah. of times actually in a book. Not sure what to do, and it's that thing of uh, we we have a lot of issues in fostering and kinship where it's about the enabling and how how much you have to enable before uh, before you have to basically say this is enough. And you know, it, it's it's sad when you hear them say that, but it was quite um, interesting within that book. You could just take one panel and you could literally discuss it for. For forever, I loved in your the three books you did with your daughter, where you talked about um, how it takes ages to, to adopt, yes. and you get lots of paperwork, and it's not as simple. And sometimes that's that's something that people don't really realize. I think someone said it's um, it's like one of the hard like I, as a kinship carer myself, I remember getting what we call special guardianship order, and the paperwork was. No, this is not going to work on a podcast, but it was about 70, 70 to 90 pages, of which only yeah. maybe 10 of them were relevant. Uh, the rest of it was just legalese. Um, so it was really nice. And I wish I say I wish I'd had a book like this to explain to the other children in the family, because they're usually the ones who don't get the the help. Um, in regards to obviously you've you've, you've written all these books, um, is the is the more common that you you think that there's more to, to talk about or? Um, yeah, I keep getting requests through from people asking for for books about topics that re- relate to their children, and quite a few um, struggle to explain why siblings are in different places. So, for example, yeah. um, sometimes older children are left with the birth family, um, or they they go into long term foster care, whereas younger ones are adopted and that sort of thing. So. Trying to have a think about how to help with that through a story. Yeah, it's uh, there's so much. I mean, I say with things we we do with life stories, with things like abandonment, and yeah. and those type of things where it's yeah, why can't I live with my mum anymore? And then you're trying to explain why it is. I love the fact that the, the owl was a judge because yeah. that's that's how I would see those type of things. I mean, I think the characters are just just wonderful. The the fo- in the new one, the foster care has been swans. Um, I'm not sure whether I would have picked swans, but because because swans have always been mean to me when I've been out and about. But but uh, <laughs> but I do I do like the idea the idea obviously as a kinship carer that you do have the that aspect. Maybe a book specifically on kinship care where animals, but yeah. I, I think there's um, there's so much that you could write about, especially with those those characters. You know, the caring goose could could, could just carry on doing what she needs to do um in so many you know how do you help someone with drug and alcohol um but yeah you know, with butterflies um yeah um now you also do um just off the back of that you also uh you I, i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher the words i do apologize it's fibromyalgia is it oh yes I have yeah. um and you obviously do things to raise awareness with that do you do you have like a do you do things with the charities or is it just making people more um, aware anymore. of it? When I was at university, I set up a, a not-for-profit organisation with a friend in Holland and um, we translated lots of um, 
well, we created some awareness brochures and translated them into think, 12 different languages in the end. We used to distribute them to schools and um, doctor surgeries and things. But um, when I um, started working full time, I, I couldn't do that anymore. It was just too much. Yeah. So it, I might get back to it. Actually, maybe I'll write a book about it one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it could re relate. I mean, that, that's one thing I did notice with the. I'm sure it's going to happen with the new book. But the it, the deli duck is in Spanish, French, and German. Is that was that all done by yourself, or was that just? Um, I translated into German and French, and then had native speakers check them for me. Right. Because um, I'm, I just there's always little things that you can't get quite right. Um, and my German's a lot better than my French. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the Spanish, I've got professionally translated and professionally checked. No, because it's it's funny because um, the one th you know, as you said about not finding books, uh, the the one issue we have as kinship carers is that there are no books about kinship. Care. If you could you could buy a five hundred page book on foster care and, and kinship will be about a twelve page section of it, um, yeah. and it's it is. The, the more information out there, the better. We just had our um, big kinship meetup Zoom that we have, and we're all talking about, you know, we, we should create a book called Did You Know? Uh, but we said the book would be about a 1,000 pages because the number of things that people don't know about the processes and how contact works and, and things of that nature and how, how you, you deal with the, the families and the parents. Um, uh, the one thing I, I was going to ask, just in regards to the... Um, uh, the new book um obviously room room in the nest what was there a because obviously you've, you've now expanded it to include fostering and everything else um do you you know are you are you considering things like foster i know you've adopted but have you have gone adopted, to the, yeah. the i would love to foster um yeah. <laughs> absolutely when, when my children are older and um they're I have a bit more energy again. <laughs> I'm hoping that perhaps we can um, look into that. My husband's not sure, but um, yeah, I think when we both have more energy, I might be able to persuade him. No, absolutely. I mean, it's not a. Um, it's it, that's the other thing. It's not an easy. I mean, what I liked about your the books you did with your daughter was the little things that you added about how you. Know, before you got the child you had to see them a few times and things like that and those are things that people don't really realize that there is such a, a long process of you know you've got to be assessed and you've got to you know, meet the child and see if the child you know, takes to you and you, you've got to help them and I, I mean I, I just thought that those little it was those little bits in those books that really did hit home for me um where it was you know that process you know I, as I say, it takes ages, and some people talk about kinship care, and it's like it, you know, the, the story. The, the stories are never the same, and that's probably why these books are really, um, really well, well done. Um, just in regards to uh, obviously all of the books, uh, have you done any audio book versions of these? I know they're on Kindle, and oh, no. Uh, no, I haven't done any audio books yet. No, I just. Uh I just, I, when I was reading them and, and then my, my daughter's uh, getting really into her reading, so she was reading bits of it with, I was just, I could just hear the voices. Uh, yeah. And I think, I know you're on Instagram, you're on t uh, Twitter, but doing maybe like a TikTok, like animation with the, with the voices would be really good to sort of hit home. Cause a lot of people like it more visually and orally and yeah. especially. In, idea, yeah. but, 
just 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 thought just because I, I i they love reading stories and hearing stories and i think these these will probably be on our, our list of um regular stories because she really loved uh room in the nest because she really uh she and, and he really related to it yeah. um now you've got a um a books a book reading and signing coming up first of october uh which yes, is that's right i'm the library i'm doing my first Book signing event. Okay. And obviously, your books can be found on things like um, Amazon. Is, is it? Right. Is it? Is it being? Are you self-published this, or is it being published? Yeah, I self-published. Um, I'm a bit of a control freak, and when I started looking into publishing companies, they were talking about how they would um, de- determine how it was marketed and that kind of thing. And I just yeah. felt like I want this to be done properly and sensitively and to the right people. <laughs> And I just didn't like the idea of someone else doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I just done it myself. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want it to end up being book cake. Uh, and, and I know you've done a couple of notebooks, which I think are really, that, I, I'm definitely going to be buying a couple of them for Christmas. But um, you don't want it to end up being on badges and the the deli duck game and um, <laughs> things like that, because that's probably what they'd be looking at. But um, I Sorry, I was just I was just trying to see if there's anything else that I had to ask. Uh, and obviously, you're on um, all the I say you're on all the social media. You're on Twitter at h h Marlow Author and Instagram at Holly Marlow Author, and also your website uh, www.hollymarlow.com. And I say, well, yeah, I want to say I want to applaud you. I say uh, this book is definitely going to be one that I'm gonna I'm gonna read on a regular basis and definitely recommend to everyone within kinship care and, and, and the fostering world in general, because it is a really, really good book. Uh, so thank you very much for your time there. Oh, thank you for having me on. It's been great. No, that's right. So that's, uh, that was the interview with Holly there. A uh, wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, I definitely would recommend these books, even if you are a new to kinship or you're about to think about it or something like that. Even if you are a family and you just want to explain to them, what the kinship aspect is or even you know going to schools and things um i i unfortunately i stopped recording when we we, we spoke afterwards and i actually said i think i say in the interview is, is you know it would be one of those things that I, I wish i'd been given uh when i became a kinship carer it should be the first it should be in your pack when you receive it when you become a kinship carer um so definitely something i would rec- recommend i say all the links will be on the website so you can get the the books on amazon on kindle um, and a number of number of places i'm sure um there's going to be lots more books from her um and hopefully you know that more in regards to other things that she can talk about in regards to kinship attachments and other things but there's definitely a whole you know, minefield of things that, that that she could write about and i'm sure she she will um but thank you very much uh to her for, for taking the time out um so as always if you want to get in touch with us the easiest ways is on our social media through twitter instagram through the facebook or through our website obviously we are gearing up to uh, the kinship care week uh so if you want any um anything about in regards to that just have a look on those those media see what we're going to be doing got quite a few things coming on during that time and we'll definitely be doing another podcast just to ramp up um the, the lead up to, to kinship care week and obviously kinship care week in itself it's a great time for all the kinship carers to come together uh, if you didn't um participate in the kinship uh the big meetup that was last 
last week. Definitely would recommend it. They are hoping to do those on a regular basis, potentially a monthly basis. Um, and there was no pressure or anything. You didn't have to speak. Um, you could just sit there and talk. Or you, or you could just sit there and listen to other people's stories. And it was a really nice way of doing things, especially the one I attended, which was, I believe, at 8 p.m. So all the kids were in bed. It was nice to sit there with a cup of tea, a couple of biscuits, and then just have a little chat. Uh, and they're hoping to do more things of that nature. Uh, but I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll make you aware of that. I'm sure they will as well. Uh, so I say, if you, if you want to get in touch with us, the easiest way is to on social media. Well, thank you very much for listening. My name's David, and you've been listening to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. <laughs>